Have you ever spent money that you didn't have? Be honest. Well, what about money that you do have, except that you don't really have it? I mean, money's only made of paper, the same stuff that contracts are written on. So when someone signs a contract and promises that they'll get you the money, it's basically the same thing as cold, hard cash, right? Except it's not. Except how are you supposed to know that? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, you get to go on the conference sponsorships ride to find out how badly things can go when you're a very trusting person who believes in people and what they tell you. In 2014, the Founding Moms hosted its first global conference. It was gorgeous. A day of days. One that I'll never forget. And neither will the internet, because you can YouTube a recap reel of the whole thing right now. Go on. I'll wait. In setting up this first-of-its-kind conference, I booked a venue. I hired speakers. I told a graphic designer what signage to create, found a delicious caterer, and even booked a live band to end the whole affair with a real party. During this pandemic, it's hard to remember times where you danced near someone and just sprayed sweat all over them. Gross. As a professional speaker myself, I wanted to make sure that our speakers were tops. I not only handpicked every single person that presented at the conference, from keynote speaker to workshop provider. But then I personally met with each speaker to go over their talk. The back and forths collecting slides and handout materials from all of these folks was a job in and of itself. But I knew that attendees would walk away from the day feeling really empowered and inspired if they got the chance to hear world-class speakers share their knowledge. You could say that I have pretty expensive taste because this conference was not cheap. I was committed to paying our speakers, which would be added to my tab after venue rental costs, food fees, and the other myriad event stuff that you never realize until you get there. Bathroom signage, anyone? That put me in the sponsorship hunt mode. Not only did I spend a lot of the early months leading up to the conference pitching sponsors, but I ended up hiring a contractor named Marcy who had a sales background, and she was really good at convincing folks that our conference was the place to sponsor. Turns out, I landed one major sponsor, and Marcy landed the other. When Marcy sent me a message saying, I think they're in, I was tickled pink. It would be my first ever title sponsor. She wasn't sure about the details, but they said they'd want to talk to the founder about the whole thing. She was pretty sure that it was a five-digit situation. That would be enough to cover all of our costs, I thought. So grateful and so excited, I remember thinking, they can have anything, anything, because they're essentially making this event happen for us. And that, my friends, is what I gifted to them. I told them right up front that they could have anything they wanted. I mean, I'd never seen that many zeros on a check before, handed to me for anything. 
and they were real smart to take advantage of my offer. The CEO said to me, While we'd like the regular inclusion in your marketing efforts and all of the signage at the event, we'd also like to send in a speaker. A speaker? Our speaker has spoken at a million conferences. He'll be a total pro, and I think you're going to love him. But what would he be speaking on? Could I maybe meet with him? They told me that he lives in Nevada, and I could schedule a call with him, but he was very busy speaking at other conferences, so he wouldn't have much time. I gulped, and I said yes. And I've lived to regret that yes every day since. He ended up overselling himself to me on a call, after he knew full well that I had no choice and he got the gig, and that he'd have his slides to me and he'll make my audience swoon. What? For a full 45 minutes. I verbally shrugged and looked forward to his main stage appearance. If any of you listening right now were at our conference eight years ago, you probably remember this guy. He talked about nothing related to any of the topics at our conference. He told stories about women that were insulting, demeaning, and condescending to an audience of women. He spoke right before our big grand luncheon, and all I remember during that meal was how many complaints we had, all of us, about what the heck was he doing there. It was painful. It still is. But forget about Marcy's sponsor. What about mine? I was connected to a brand that told me how incredible our mission was, that they were looking for a conference to sponsor like ours, and they'd like to take the top sponsorship available. They didn't want much more than to be included in emails as we promoted the conference. This was easy money, folks. The stuff you dream about. The stuff that helps move an entire event forward and motivates a founder to want to choose to spend all the money on the bells and whistles that make every attendee the happiest attendee in the world. Did I decide to pay for those extra curtains at the venue so no one would see that ugly wall? Yes. Did I determine that offering three meal options instead of two was worth the money? Of course I did. Did I think that the chair upgrade, the additional lighting, and the outfits I purchased were a wise decision? Notice plural on the outfits. Absolutely. I spent every dollar that the sponsor promised. I made it worth their while. They would get reports about the best conference that any mom entrepreneur had ever attended. They would write me gold-plated thank you notes. They'd tell other people to hire me to plan their conferences. And then, the check never came. Um, I really don't even know what to add in here. Because in hindsight, it sounds like I was the real fool. Who spends money before you have money? But I thought I had it. And here's why. They told me that we were a done deal. I trusted them. We've been courting, not for days, not for weeks, but for months. We were already talking about the dimensions that they needed from us to send us the right logos and the right artwork. We were emailing like we were best friends forever. At the last minute, they told me that the company had decided to go in a different direction. You can imagine how that echoed in my brain for a solid five minutes. And then my stomach practically gave me ulcers for the next two months. 
How was I supposed to get all of those non-refundable deposits back? I didn't. What's the best way to explain to companies that you promised money to that you can no longer follow through on it because someone else promised money to you and they reneged? Well, I didn't. It was a disaster. I dipped into my savings yet again. I say again because if you want to revisit episode number three, remember my Black Crows catastrophe? Yeah, that one. I ended up following through on all the promises to the various vendors because my big spender attitude wasn't going to be followed by, just kidding. The conference was incredible. But for me, it was a financial nightmare. And yet, I was wide awake. You don't call. You don't write. Do both. Text me by typing hashtag podcast to 312-847-2353 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast. You can record a message there and I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and our good friend Hindsight for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.